0: What does it mean to live with less stuff and more compassion? That's the question we aim to answer every Monday on the Minimalist Vegan Podcast. Hi, we're Michael and Marsha Ofe, and in this episode, we're discussing the question, does being vegan automatically make you healthy? More specifically, we talk about our expectations of health before eating a plant-based diet, how we felt a year into our vegan journey, the growth of vegan junk food, and our approach to health right now. Alrighty guys, there's uh, a lot to unpack in this episode, and uh, we had a lot of fun recording it, so let's get straight into it. Marsha. Michael, what are we talking about today?
1: We're going to talk about junk food and the idea that being vegan automatically makes you healthy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: So it's a topic that we've talked about for quite a while. Yep. And it's, I guess, becoming a bit more evident now that veganism is on the rise mm-hmm. and quite a rapid rise all over the world. Um, but yeah I think it would be a good place to start for us to discuss what our expectations were when we became vegan um and how we transitioned into yeah. that state and what we thought would happen to us becoming vegan. It's like this magic pill that all all of a sudden makes you amazing <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> I wish <laughs> um yeah, you're right. I think what we became vegan in what two thousand fourteen, yep and And I think
1: it's coming up to five years,
0: yeah, it is mm. almost nice, so I think, um, look, at the time, like I know uh you know we'll we'll link back to previous episodes about our vegan origin story, but for those of you who don't know, we became vegan primarily because of the animals to reduce suffering and harm in the world to animals, uh, and we did that overnight, however, at the same time, we were reading and watching a lot of documentaries. Um, about the benefits of a plant-based diet Mm. and um, there's some you know there's the classic china study there's forks over knives there's what the health Um, there's all these great documentaries and resources out there and on top of that because i love youtube uh, i was watching a lot of like vegan influencers on youtube who were
1: predominantly raw vegan though
0: yeah predominantly raw vegan um but we're talking about you know their transformations for health And uh, Marshall would always cringe watching me um, watch these videos.
1: Well, I think it was the types of people you were watching. (laughs) Okay. And also the philosophy, they were mainly fruitarians. So, they would eat a lot of fruit. And I had an issue with that because there's, you know, the levels of fructose. Yes. um, Which to this day, I feel like we still disagree on it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You had to get that in. But... um, (laughs) Yeah, so that's where I really struggled with that because it didn't seem sustainable to me. Yes. And I thought, well, this isn't what veganism is about for me. Yes. So, I mean, you're good at experimenting with stuff and trying new things. And I remember you saying that you felt amazing when you tested it out for a month um, over summer one year. Was it the year that
0: No, I think it was before I became vegan, yeah. Was it? Yeah. Oh. Just tried it out. Okay, there you go. So I was, yeah. But I think, yeah, but I mean, when you watch, I mean, look, whether they're fruitarian or not, they weren't just fruitarian, but they'll, you know, they they will all these people who had, you know, incredible bodies. Um, They'd claim that they had, you know, improved their digestion. They had reversed um, any disease. They've increased their energy and things like clearing their skin and their nails. Like this was some really um, powerful transformations as a result of eating plants so uh, I can I just talk personally, like even though I became vegan for the for the animals you know i i'd be lying if I, I i didn't think I'd be receiving some of those health benefits when I became vegan, um regardless of whether it was like whole foods plant based or not. I just thought you know surely it's just better than what i'm eating now, yeah. um, so i'm going to become a lot healthier and I think um you know as we actually became vegan like I don't know. Maybe twelve months into our journey, um, did you feel any different at all after eating vegan for a year?
1: I think the uh, the main and only difference that I noticed was the digestion. Uh huh. Um, I yeah, it was much <laughs> without getting too too personally. It was much easier. Yes. And more frequent. Yeah. So it felt like yeah. There's nothing better than your bowels are moving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was pretty much the only thing that I noticed. So I see. Yeah. And you were the same, weren't
0: you? I was pretty much the same. Like, um, I, yeah, I, I, I don't think I really lost any weight. Maybe a little bit, but um, nothing significant. Uh, basically, there was no transformation mm. <laughs> for us. Mm. Um, and not to say that we were unhealthy uh before we became vegan um but i think i i don't know and i wrote a post on this which we'll link to on the show notes um about the pressure of being an overweight vegan and you know i wrote that post really to articulate the social dynamic of veganism uh because you know for as much as you care about the animals um people around you may not share those same beliefs so mm-hmm. what they're left to sort of assess the the value of veganism is on the health benefits, yeah. And uh, and I think that everyone's sort of looking to you for some sort of you know, hey, did he lose weight? Um, you know, how's he feeling? How's his energy? Is he still as strong as he used to be? Can he still play basketball? Like there was a lot of that going on, and I think um, for me I felt a lot of pressure because I knew that rightly or wrongly. Uh, this is impacting how many animals are being saved. You know, mm-hmm. people are making decisions based on the vegan movement, based on how you look and uh, and what your health is. So I think um, that's the, the, the challenging dynamic of this whole situation. Uh, of well, there's no veganism.
1: major transformation for them to look at you and go, okay, well, you know, besides doing it for the animals, there's really no benefit to it for... For you to be doing it, if you yes. don't look like you've got more energy, or you, you know, your skin's cleared up, if you had problem skin, or you've got clearer eyes, like you just can, you know, sometimes people you can just give off this uh, thing towards other people to say, like, this is changing my life. Yeah, and then they start looking at you, going, "Well, actually, I want some of that. Yeah, I want and to I'm aspire gonna, to that. Yeah, yeah. I want to try it out and see how if it works for me as well. Yes." especially in this day and age where a lot of people have no energy, they have autoimmune diseases and they have all these problems, even at our age. Yeah. You know, looking at someone that's kind of like the black sheep of the, like if you go to a party or something that they stand out to you yeah, and they're feeding off this energy to the whole, you know, to the whole crowd, then, yep. it's, then it's a different thing.
0: For sure. So, yeah. Yeah, you're yeah, yeah, absolutely spot on. So, I think... um were you at all disappointed with, you know, 12 months into your vegan journey with your health?
1: Well, I don't know if it was 12 months, but I just kind of was like, oh, is this it? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but mind you, my diet didn't change drastically as it sure. would for some other people. So um, for me to notice a drastic change, my food didn't drastically change that much. So, it was mainly and I think of, that's where the digestion actually, that's where it came because I stopped eating dairy and the rare occasion that I'd have meat. Sure. Um, So, yeah, I didn't really think, I mean, I wanted it to be, but I didn't really think that much would happen considering that the the jump wasn't that big.
0: Sure. Yeah. So, you had probably more realistic expectations than someone like myself. Yeah, yeah, which is you know, and if you're listening to this, you you know, uh, if you're thinking about you know a vegan lifestyle, you know, the, I think we've just got to be really honest with ourselves. I mean, you know, for for some people, these thoughts might be more apparent uh, mm. in in you or not, and you've really got to understand what your motivation is, but also look for those triggers socially. Mm. Um, and what that represents as well.
1: I mean, someone that goes from eating junk food on a daily basis to even introducing more vegetables into their diet, of course they're going to have a much bigger transformation than we did. Yes. And this is what you hear time and time again from people saying, oh, you know, my life turned upside down and everything was was going great since I've become vegan, even if they're not 100% Whole foods yeah. plant based because the the change in the diet is so drastic to what it was before, absolutely so even introducing a few vegetables a day has made a massive impact,
0: yeah, yeah, you make a really good point, it's like um it i it, it, here yeah, it's like it depends what you're comparing it to, yeah. Right, so if you're eating super poorly on a carnivore diet, yeah, and even if you make an incremental change to even vegan food that's still processed but more vegetables, that's still mm. going to be a huge jump mm. uh, and improvement in your health. Yeah. Um, so
1: I think you gotta when you're looking at talking to people of the transformation that you hear from others, you gotta go, okay, well, what were you eating before to what you're eating now, and yes. then you can kind of see a link. And again, everyone's different as to how they respond. So. You know, some people might have had illnesses that they got rid of just by simply making a very simple switch, not even completely. Yeah. So, yeah, it just depends on what it is that you're.
0: Yep. You know what? what? Your story is. This this part is um. It's just made me think of something else. Like I also wonder, uh, and and we won't talk about it at length, but you're we're hearing we're seeing a lot of sort of vegan influencers online who are, um, are now adding things like eggs and, um, and, and like some fish and things back to their diet. So they're no longer vegan uh, for health reasons. And these are people who, have, who previously really advocated for the health benefits of a plant-based lifestyle. Mm. I also wonder like if having the right expectations is really critical for people who really value their health. Mm. and and try to be a symbol of health as a result of veganism because I think that can just add a lot of pressure mm. and expectations of yourself mm. and to your followers because, you're, you know, you're really pounding your chest and saying that, you know, all my results are here because of eating plants. And then when things don't quite go as well or as planned, then there's this huge backlash. Um, so I think it's um, it works both ways. I think to have realistic expectations of what your health improvement is going to be like, based on you know where you were before and what you're eating before to what you're eating now on a vegan diet, but also going too far to the other side and and you know th- and basically thinking you're invincible in a plant based diet when yeah. it might not have all the answers for you as well. Mm.
1: But see, at the end of the day, food isn't the only component of you know the whole picture of well-being. Of course. And this is where I think a lot of people, you know, so you might be eating so so well, but you might be anxious as shit every single day. Yeah. So and that's gonna have like you're not gonna digest anything. You'll probably be bloated. You'll probably like have you might not so sleep many. Well. Exactly. Yeah. So it's not to say that food fixes everything or is the cure for everything. So I think people have to also be mindful of that and especially if you're in the public eye and you've got quite a big influence, you probably do have a missing piece of the puzzle. And I would probably say that stress is one of them because you're so reliant on the your followers to look up to you. And so the you feedback put, from them. Yeah, yeah, and put this pressure on yourself to be 100% all of the time. Yeah. Or to hide behind a corner and eat junk food or do certain things that you don't feel quite proud of or feel disgusted that you've let yourself do that. And it's like we're all human at the end of the day. Sure. So we've gotta be look at everything holistically rather than just one sided. Yeah. So I think that's that's also an, another Yeah, that's a really good point to, to make. make.
0: And I think the trap is 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 though like, you know, when when you are influencing so many people through the results of health Mm. and talking about those benefits um and there are so many people transitioning to veganism i think that's the the trap you end up in Mm. you know and 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 i think that you're right that can cause just so much internal dialogue and pressure um from a mental well-being standpoint that it can actually have a spiraling effect. So, anyway, it all comes down to expectations uh, and just keeping keeping yeah. it real as much as we can. Uh, but talking about keeping it real, let's talk about our passion for junk food.
1: What uh, do you mean? So, I'm talking about <laughs> you and me,
0: Marsha, but society in general. Yeah. Le- like...
1: Well, when you... Okay, so, for instance, if you go onto any group or any advertising Anything that promotes veganism. What is the first type of food that you see? It's junk food, right? Yeah. So it's the Magnums, it's the Hungry Jacks, it's the whatever the the latest converted vegan product is. But it's ninety percent of the time, at least. I mean, I don't remember the last time I saw a health product being promoted. That's vegan or that's been made vegan, but like health
0: products don't get promoted vegan or non-vegan. Yeah, that's the sad truth. But I, and this brings up the point of why we're so focused on junk food because mm. I think I don't know about you, but I know when I first became vegan, in the back of my mind, I was thinking about um, all the things that you need to perhaps give up mm, that in you'll terms be of missing food. Yeah, of- and and none of it was healthy food. Mm-hmm you know it was just like uh, oh will i ever get lasagna again or pizza um what about a pie you know mm. it was a cake cheesecake um these were these were genuine thoughts i was like preparing myself to to live a life without those foods and 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 i know when i talk to people who are not vegan that's their fear yeah they're like oh but don't you have to give up all these foods? I could never do mm-hmm. that. I love this stuff too much. Mm-hmm. I love my barbecues too much. I love my burgers too much to, to be vegan. I don't know how you do it. Um, so what happens is 20, 30 years ago, there's no basically no none of these vegan junk food options on the market. Right? So in the last five years, the last couple of years specifically, and I'm talking about Australia, UK, Western world. America, it, it has exploded. We're yeah. seeing these products. It's like some of the high, one of the highest um, growing industries in food at the moment is in vegan options. Yeah, right. So um, all of a sudden, you go to the supermarket, and um, what used to be like three products is now fifty, hundreds of products available, mm-hmm. um, and everything you can think of. So I think what happens is because we haven't previously seen these products on the shelves or that we haven't had access to them um i think a lot of vegans get trapped i know i certainly have in and pride about these products so now we can tell the non-vegan community hey look you can get pizza you can get cheese you can get these burgers and sausage rolls Mm. and you don't have to do um cause any harm or suffering to animals in the process see look at this and then internally for yourself it's like well Man, I don't remember the last time I had a Magnum. Now the Magnum have released a vegan version. Oh, I deserve to try this. I've been vegan for the animals. I better enjoy this Magnum. So at least this is some of the internal dialogue I've sort of gone through with, with vegan junk food. Um, it's, it's, it's like this entitlement Mm. And there's pride to show the world that it is possible.
1: Well, even if you're planning like a party, or if you're planning an event where, or just hanging out with friends, you know, if if you're having, um, you're going down the coast, for instance, and you've got to buy groceries for the for the few days that you're down there. Sure. And you buy all of these foods that typically they would probably buy non-vegan but you buy vegan and then everyone can eat them and they can probably enjoy it as well that's a massive shift rather than cooking separate meals or being kind of almost embarrassed that you don't have anything exciting to share with them
0: absolutely and you know that it's like um you see the reactions of people Mm. it's like inviting somebody out to go have a buddha bowl of like you know, and you'll probably do this with your friends, <laughs> but you'll go out and have like a really healthy um, mix of vegetables and grains and a whole food meal, uh, plant based meal, versus oh let's let's go out and have like you know vegan ice cream or something. Mm. Um, you know, I think socially, you know you you know you get the reactions from other people like oh really I didn't know you can get this vegan, mm. and then it further validates.
1: Well, even vegans go, are you sure this is vegan? Yeah. Because they <laughs> taste so good or very similar to the non-vegan version that they're questioning if they've been served the right thing.
0: Yes, exactly. So. But um, do you want to talk about your your passion for, for vegan junk food, Marsha? Yes, guys, even Marsha has some passion for <laughs> vegan junk food, um, particularly when we travel, like when we go overseas and we see different mm. things.
1: Well, it's one of those things that you know that especially when you're traveling, like you've just got to try it because it's going to be that one time. So you look at the menu and your eyes like light up and you go, oh my God, they've got this. Oh my God, they've got that. So you kind of just want to try different things and and get a feel for what it tastes like, obviously. So, but um, yeah, and I think that some of my fondest food memories are probably of junk food. Yeah. Um, I mean... If you classify, like, a sandwich with a tempeh and, like, a Reuben sandwich junk food, then that's the yeah. kind of food that I really yeah. enjoy. Um, or even, you know, pizzas and stuff sure. and sweets. I have a sweet tooth, so...
0: Do you recall any specific locations or...
1: Um, Mind you, a lot of the time when we were traveling, I craved, like, the good wholesome stuff as well. Yeah. But the one that probably... Um, meat on Main in Vancouver would probably the those chips there were amazing uh, oh, yeah. with that sauce. Um,
0: well, yeah, I mean, I um, I've got many, <laughs> but I think the uh, yeah in Portland, uh, when we're traveling in Portland, so shout out to our listeners who are on the west coast of America because you have an incredible amount of vegan options there. But yeah, we went to this food truck. There was like a, a whole bunch of food trucks.
1: That was the most confusing food experience yeah. for me ever.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not very common where we live to have that type of like... I,
1: I think I was just thrown off because I I don't think I paid attention to what I ordered. And then when I got it, I looked at it. I was just like, what?
0: <laughs> what has happened? <laughs> what, what, what did I get myself what into? What is happening right now? Yeah, so I went to this um, food truck that served like like these massive vegan burritos but guy's not but
1: they had mac and cheese not, inside not mexican and...
0: style burritos this is this is some crazy american style american style <laughs> yeah mac and cheese and uh, all these different sauces but the the size of these things were just like yeah uh, I don't know. I like, can't do justice we can, over audio to explain. We can,
1: we can eat a lot. And yeah. I had half and he took me out. And Michael took a photo of me in the middle of eating it. And I just looked so confused and so kind of like, what what's going yeah. on? <laughs> and I couldn't... But I think you even finished my second half. I did, but yeah. I felt so sick <laughs> after. But
0: it was just like, you know, it was just an experience like no other for us. And, and in Seattle... Um, we came across this uh, vegan vegan ice cream. Oh okay. Uh what's it called? Frankie's.
1: It's, uh Frankie and Joe's. Yeah, I Frankie
0: think. and Joe's. We'll um we'll link to it in the show notes show notes, the Instagram account. But, um, but
1: they're pretty, like, the ingredients, they the actually ingredients list all their ingredients and they're really impressive. It's not like there's they're full of numbers. They make them, like, they're seasonal as well, so they change up the flavors all the time. Yes. They're really impressive with what they've done. You're right, actually. So, I my favorite combination is when they take, like, the whole junk food approach but make it. A healthy version of it, yes, so that you feel like you're eating rubbish, yeah. <laughs> or like you know you have that sort of satisfaction out of it, but it's actually good quality ingredients, yes. So that's where I actually get excited the most, and, and that
0: I think tick those boxes, yeah. And I think, um, but before we became vegan, I mean, you know how passionate I am about ice cream, mm. and um, and I think you know I'm not. Like I'll eat it if I have to, but I'm not a huge fan of like um, sorbet based gelatos. Mm. Um, you know, I, you know if I, I, want, I have
1: to. <laughs> I want something more
0: creamy, but no it's one's not domi- putting a gun to your head. Uh, I know, but it's something creamy that's not dominated by coconut, right? So, um, to come to and to Frankie see and Frankie and Joe's, and to see uh, just all these really unique flavors, it, it, you know, it, it was a, it was a memory for sure. Um, and I think you know that's one of um, many experiences that we had overseas. Mm. Um, but it it also I think as a not even when you're when you're not vegan, I think it's exciting just to eat these types of foods when you're traveling. But well, I think it's
1: something super different that you wouldn't be able to get anywhere else. Exactly so right. It's like a one-off type of
0: experience. Yeah um yeah so i mean it's yeah this goes to show that there's so much excitement around that when you're traveling but you know bringing it back to just what is available now from vegan junk food i mean you know some some examples that you may or may not be aware of uh, uh, oreos are uh, technically vegan Um, magnums we just mentioned before ben and jerry's ice cream hungry jacks have uh, released a a vegan options a lot Um, of
1: fast food chain pizza places all now have vegan pizzas as well with vegan cheese
0: so it's um it's the movement is here it's growing Mm. and it's only going to get bigger and bigger which is really positive for the animals um but
1: not so positive for us humans. <laughs> exactly.
0: So that brings us to the next point: is um, processed foods. Mm. All right. So I think that's um, th- where we really need to have a proper conversation um, as vegans. Uh, and and I know Marsha is really passionate about this topic. But it's like, you know, you become vegan for the animals to reduce harm and suffering in the world, maybe for the environment as well, but. With all this compassion that you have, um, what about the compassion for yourself mm. um, that self compassion for your health uh, which seems to go missing quite a lot uh, amongst the vegan community and um and I think also just beyond that, I mean for you to be able to serve others and to 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 live as selfless as you intend to, you need to be healthy. Uh, and and hopefully we Gotta can all lead by
1: example
0: absolutely and hopefully we can all live for you know on this earth for a really long time in good health um so this is something i've certainly overlooked in my journey luckily i have marsha in my life who um is is a lot more focused on health um and is always bringing that to the forefront of our relationship and what we're eating uh because if it wasn't for you i'd i'd be you know um, You'd be a junk food vegan uh, all the time. <laughs> um, so, so what? Are, yeah, what are your thoughts on this? On 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 processed foods, and 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 how do we start to you know navigate that trap?
1: Well, I think it's putting. Oh, putting aside all of the things that are trending and really looking holistically at what you're eating. I think even just tracking, because sometimes you can be saying, "Oh, yeah, I eat really well." I guess my gauge is a lot higher than most people in terms of what I, um, what I would say is eating really well, or what foods sort of you know classify in that bracket, um, but just writing down what you're eating on a daily basis can show you exactly what you're eating i think a lot of people would would be a little bit um shocked as to what what it is that they consume on a regular basis so and it's for a lot of people it's also not the focus ever in their lives so it's easier to switch from being a non-vegan to a vegan but continue doing what you're doing um, without any proper change into looking at it holistically and moving forward in the right direction to improve your health, to reverse some things that you're struggling with in your life yep. um, because people are busy. So but processed foods are much easier easier to get a hand handle on i mean you can get fruits and vegetables and nuts and seeds and all of those things in any supermarket but i think a lot of the time people just don't know how to prepare it so there's the barrier already it's like it's easier just to go to the supermarket grab some bread grab some tofu or grab some you know sausages like vegan sausages and just fry that and have that with tomato sauce and some onion for dinner or for lunch or whatever it is yeah um, or do like a tofu scramble or do...
0: Or something that's pre-packaged all together. Yeah. Like so a pie or a roll or something. It's just the
1: convenience. I think that it's like, yeah, I'm vegan. I'm ticking that box. Yeah. So, it's almost like leave me alone. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm doing it for the animals. I'm not doing it for myself. But I think a lot of people... Oh, my God.
0: Oh, my God. Hang on. Pause right there. Pause right there. I'm doing it for the animals. I'm not doing it for myself. So, I think... um. That's that's a really powerful statement just because when, when you're not vegan, it, it's like it's about health or not. So, you know, two individuals can walk into a supermarket. Both of them can buy basically the same type of product. One's vegan, one's not vegan, mm. you know. So, this could be the sausages you said. Mm. And to go home and just make sausages with onions and tomato sauce on white processed bread. Yeah. Right. Both people can go do that. Um, what we're saying here is that, um, you know, those are both unhealthy options. Mm. So, um, look, I know I'm not a health professional. I don't claim to be. But um, my common sense tells me that whether you're vegan or not, you either eat healthy or you don't, Mm. right? So, both those people walk out. They eat their sausages when they go home. Um, However, one has just in their mind has just made a decision that's not good for their health. The other person has justified that decision by saying to themselves that they're still saving animals. Yeah. Right? So there's this sense of entitlement around eating vegan junk food. Mm. And I think that's the really damaging psychology around this whole movement uh, is what you just said. Mm. Um, sorry, sorry to derail you, but I just thought no, you made a really, really fine. good point there. Um, So, yeah. So, you, you know, you, you just – it's, it's just so easy. It's just so convenient, as you were saying, to go into a supermarket or to go out and just order whatever and then to justify it to yourself later that you're doing it for the animals.
1: Well, I don't think that people even think this is the thing. They sure. don't think, they don't process what they're doing is harming themselves because they've transitioned – from something that was like they'd been eating that way their whole lives. That's what they were fed to as a child. Yeah. So they don't see any problem with that. So I think that the the thing comes down to: Do you want to live in good health and live longer? Yes. Rather than how many animals will I save in my lifetime?
0: Well, or both.
1: Yeah. Or how? Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. But we're we're talking about Correct. the junk food component. So yes. obviously, I think that. Optimally we should all be doing both of those things. Mm -hmm. Saving animals and looking after ourselves so that we can serve the animals and the planet better and actually feel good. Like at the end of the day, when you eat crap, you feel like crap. Yeah. Because your body doesn't know how to process it and it causes inflammation and that causes a whole host of issues. Yeah. So um
0: And and I should just also say that um, you know, Marsha wrote, wrote a post on our website. Um, that it's one of our more popular posts, actually. Um, it's called, Are You a Junk Food Vegan? Uh, and it actually, she actually gives specific examples of common, like actual examples, photos of those products that you'll find in a supermarket um, that are vegan. Uh, and then she gives you an alternative recipe um, that's healthier to make that taste similar to replace mm. that product as well. So, I think of it as like um, junk food swaps, vegan junk food swaps. Yeah. Um, so, we'll definitely link to that in the show notes as well.
1: Mm. I think people's biggest barrier is time and effort and energy. But if you start eating healthier, you will actually have more energy for those things. Yes. And it's also working out your priorities. Like, do you really need to be working 60 hours a week? And again, this brings in that whole minimalist component into it. Like what are your priorities in life? yeah, maybe you should start prioritizing your health because that will you can actually do more if you are healthy, yeah, so that's um that's how i I guess we sort of try and look at it how much energy you can have to to do more to make more change to make a better impact, and also to influence people along the way. you know you can be a role model for your niece and you might not even know it, mm. so I think it's important for us to to the be the best versions of, of ourselves, but not put unnecessary pressure to achieve that. Yeah. Small changes day by day can make a massive impact and, you know, just pat yourself on the back when you go to sit down and have lunch at work, don't choose the chips with the side of a toasty or something. Go for the burrito bowl or go for something that's got more vegetables in it, nuts and seeds and stuff and grains And you'll feel better for it. It's kind of like you're rewarding your body and saying, yes, I appreciate you. I respect
0: you. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. And I've got um, just on that topic, we... um, Yeah, so ironically, we we actually went to a workshop um, by uh, someone called Adam Guthrie. Uh, Is that how you pronounce his name?
1: I believe so. Yeah, let's run with that.
0: (laughs) Um, So, Adam... Um, is a is a chef Um, so that's his his background but he's been doing a lot of work um, around plant-based eating and health and nutrition and uh, it just came at a good time because you know last week in 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 the previous episode i talked about how i've been experimenting with intermittent fasting uh, and i'm continuously trying to optimize that um, because i wasn't probably getting all the nutrients that i needed in my one meal a day um, so I thought it came at a really good time to learn more about that, and Marsha's always interested in health. But um, I just wanted to give you the quick highlight reel of um, Adam's story because I think it really highlights um, some of the things we're talking about here around vegan junk food. So uh, Adam, at 21 years old, um, he became vegetarian for the animals. Uh, then he was really, really active, as a lot uh, many of us are in the early 20s, Uh, but he quickly became overweight due to all the processed foods that he was eating, even though he was vegetarian. So at 39 years old, really young, while surfing, he had a heart attack. Um, And luckily he survived it, but basically he was prescribed medication for the rest of his life. Um, So it wasn't until a friend of his... Um, recommended that he uh, reads a book called The China Study, um, which talks about how, um, you know, one of the, well, basically it's the the largest study ever conducted on nutrition. Uh, and and it, the position of the book ends up talking about how whole food, food plant-based diet can actually reverse um, some major chronic diseases in the world, whether it be um, heart disease, um, diabetes, autoimmune as well. Um, so, obviously, he fell into the category around heart disease. So, he read this book um, and he ended up implementing um, more plants into his diet and actually moved, uh, moved on from a vegetarian diet to a vegan plant-based diet, um, but it was whole foods. As a result, he lost 30 kilos over a two-year span and he completed an Ironman and he's completely off his medication. Um, so it was a pretty amazing transformation um, that he went through now as he was given the presentation it became really clear that um, you know even though he was vegetarian for almost two decades it was all the processed foods that um, exploded his body to 110 kilos and ultimately led to a heart attack right? And it wasn't until he started to, well, he removed effectively all the processed foods from his diet and went all in on plants that he started to see these results. Um, So this is not an unusual story. Um, You know, these are some of the stories we are alluding to before uh, earlier in this conversation. But I think there's two questions he asks, which I think are really powerful when deciding, um, you know, whether you should eat this food or not. And um, the first question is, does this food come from a plant? So, fundamentally, um, is this is coming from, you know, one of the the few different plants that we can source as humans. And the second question is, is the food presented in the, the form that nature created it? Right? So, is the food presented in the form that nature created it? So, I think... <clears throat>
1: so, things like, obviously, if you're extracting a component of that particular plant, um, or if it's... Uh, that's typically actually different extractions if it's the protein component or if it's whatever it is. Yep. Um that's that's a no then. Yes. Because it's not the whole it's not the whole plant. I mean obviously you can blend that up you can do different things with it but it's not you're not getting every component of that particular plant.
0: Yes. Exactly right. And it's like um you know a prime example is um Tofu. Tofu, vegan butter, you know, uh, but tofu is a good one. So, you know, let's apply the question. So, does this food come from a plant? Yes. Soybeans, right? Mm. Comes from a plant. Um, Is this food presented in the form that nature created it?
1: No, because there are certain components of the soybean that are extracted, separated when you're making the, um, the tofu. Yeah,
0: perfect. So, that doesn't meet the requirements mm. um so you know but for how many vegans consume tofu all the time mm. right uh, another example would be tempeh mm. let's flip that so um i'll pose a question again to you so does this food come from a plant yes okay what what's the food that's coming from a plant in a tempeh
1: soy or well it can be any like tempeh can be made from multiple different It used to be mainly soy or only soy, and now it can be chickpeas, beans, anything.
0: There you go. All right. Um, And now, is the food presented in the form that nature created it? Yes. How's that?
1: Well, because the whole bean is fermented. Yep. So, it's not being extracted or separated from anything. It's the whole bean that's, that's still intact, but it's just gone through the fermentation process.
0: There you go. Alright, so two examples of, um, you know, foods that we sort of use in the same sentence, tofu and tempeh, mm. And um, but one is in its natural form and one isn't. And that's mm. a prime example of making a decision of whether to eat something processed or something that's whole foods. Mm. Um, and you can really apply these two questions to all the food that you eat, um, mm. vegan or not, but I'm really talking to the vegan community here as well and I'm motivating myself as I'm talking about this. But... Um, but I, I think that was a really important point to make, and I think um, you know I I wanted to start to wrap up this conversation by by thinking about the the narrative at the moment that's out there about vegan food, mm. right? So,
1: and I, it's le- only going to get louder and louder and stronger and stronger. Yeah, right. As more vegans come um, into existence, and I think it's going to start getting younger and younger as well as families start implementing it with their children and all of that. But yeah, to your, like to your point, it's always, and what we discussed earlier is that it's always the junk food stuff. that's predominantly being celebrated and promoted amongst the vegan community. Yeah. And or I even think- non-vegan community. Like, you know, I sometimes don't know certain foods and they go, "Oh, you know that you can get this vegan now. And it's like, Oh really? I didn't even know. But, my non-vegan friend knows.
0: Yeah, it's, it still feels new and unique and interesting. Mm. So I think um, when we're walking down the aisles of stores and we're seeing like, oh my God, you can get all these different products which are vegan. And then you're now hearing from the media that, you know, this is not like some fad. This is here to stay. And it's one of the um, highest growing industries in the, uh, in the food in the sector. That we have and you have entrepreneurs and investors investing in it it's only going to continue to grow so um, this passion that we feel for vegan junk food and the accessibility of it I think we have to acknowledge it's not as scarce as it used to be now you're listening to this podcast I don't know where you are in the world okay so everyone's situation is different and you might not have anywhere near as much access to vegan food as somebody else in a major city. So, I, I want to be real about that. But for for a lot of us that have this access, I think we need to start acknowledging that this is the new reality. Mm. Um, and, and
1: it's not even the things that you buy in stores. Like when you go out, the places that are most popular, the ones that have the junkiest of the junk, you know, like yeah. they will put macaroni and cheese with chips and lots of different sauces in a burger or a burrito or whatever. Yeah. And people will go mad for that stuff. For sure. So, I think it's just trying to look at, it's not just the package things, it's where you go out and what you consume, Yeah. you know, in cafes, restaurants, food trucks, whatever it is. We were doing
0: this the other day. Um, You know, we often uh, like just watching YouTube clips and things like that of Slovenia because we plan on moving there later this year. And, uh, you know, we went on to Happy Cow. So, for those of you who don't know, Happy Cow is an app that you can download on your phone that basically is a database of um, all shops, restaurants, fashion... Um, that are vegan friendly or have at least vegan options well, around not, the world.
1: All of them are on there. I mean, it's all uh, consumer driven. Correct. So if people, it's a consumer don't, driven database. Yeah. yeah. If they don't put it on there, then people don't know about it. Yeah. So.
0: But um, you know, a lot of a lot of vegans use this app to see. Yeah. Okay, well, they we go certainly to, do. Oh, we use it all the time. Yeah. We go to a new city, um, or even somewhere rural, and we're just using the app to identify what is available in our area. And um, so, we just did the experiment for uh, Ljubljana in Slovenia, uh, which is the capital city there, just to see what's available at the moment. And uh, we filtered the search by the most popular and the the best reviews. And the top results, um, I forgot the name of the, um, the cafe, but we were just scrolling through the pictures of the food and drooling. Mm. of the stuff that they had available. Mm. Um, Now, some of it was healthy. Mm. They actually did have bowls and smoothies and juices and some really healthy food, but um, a lot of it was also junk food um, as well in terms of cakes that were available that we wouldn't normally see. Um, And we were really excited, Mm. right? And this is not to say that um, we're now going to remove all processed foods from our diet. I think that's unrealistic, but I think it's just being aware of the narrative of, oh, it's growing and it's scarce and now we have access is changing to it's actually readily available. Mm. Um, so we just don't need to get on this rollercoaster of emotions when food comes out mm. or like Hungry Jacks releases, you know, vegan options on their menu. Um, I think it's just being ultra aware that it's here to stay and it's mm. only going to get better. Um and then that brings me to the last point, which is like, um, you know, be aware of how you want to represent yourself as a vegan. So, you know, the the default is telling your friends and family, oh, oh my God, look at what you can now eat. Look at what you can get access to as a vegan, right? Maybe we need to challenge that that whole idea and concept to... Oh uh, look at how I feel um eating this way
1: but it's also it's also changing the narrative to look at how good this whole food plant base can actually taste, yes, so using even our wedding as an example, we had an amazing spread buffet of vegan food that my sister and some a couple of other people helped prepare, yep, and it was all healthy like mm. we had. Um, kofta curry, we had a tagine. we had lots of, a whole lot of different salads, steamed vegetables, rices, like it was yeah. massive. Um, And a lot of people after the wedding were saying, if I could eat like this every single day, I would be vegan straight away. Yeah. So, that says something for the movement in itself, if the food is prepared in the right way. I think a lot of the time the barrier is people just don't know how to cook
0: and and what to cook. And it's the perception, Mm. right? Because if you're not primarily consuming processed foods, then I think a lot of people are worried by portraying vegan food as like just salad, like rabbit Mm. food, which I think is the greatest fear for a lot of vegans. Mm. But as you said, Whole food, whole, a whole food plant-based um, spread of food can actually be super delicious and attractive. Mm. But you're not only expressing compassion for the animals, but you're also showing that like you can be healthy and eat great food as well. Mm. And I think that's the greatest challenge ahead for the vegan movement: is having more of those foods available. Mm. Like we you know, when a restaurant comes out and it's a whole food plant-based restaurant, let's celebrate the hell out of that. Mm. um for the movement as well
1: Mm. rather than go line up out the door for hungry jacks
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so so i think um you know yeah if you're vegan and listening to this yeah have a good reflection about that um you know i I just want to run through some of the things we talked about today um you know we we talked about first having the right expectations about um what your vegan transformation is going to be like there may not be a transformation depending on where you are right now and what you're going to be consuming uh with a vegan lifestyle um so that's the first thing um i think you know managing your uh, your your the social circles around that you know how you portray veganism to to those around you and if you're not vegan and listening to that, I think just be, be mindful. I think maybe hopefully by listening to this, you should just be aware that there's a lot of junk food options available for vegans now. Um, but, you know, it, and it's not just rabbit food that is available on a vegan diet. But, you know, to also help those who are vegan in your world to maybe eat better and whether you're vegan or not to eat better as well. Mm. Um, so that's the second thing. The third thing is acknowledging your passion for junk food. And it's okay to eat junk food every now and then. Again, we're not health professionals, but this is just our experience. We're not going to eliminate processed foods. We're still going to get hyped about um, some really nice cake in Slovenia if we need to or the odd pizza every now and then. That's totally fine. But I think it's just being aware of not being trapped in the cycle and the hype of when these foods become available and you haven't had it before. Mm. Um, and then the the fourth thing is remember the two questions from Adam's talk to help you decide whether this food is going to be um, the right decision for you or not. So again, the first question is does this food come from a plant, and the second question is is the food presented uh, is the food presented in the form that nature created it? Okay.
1: So I mean, I guess try and do that eighty percent of the time. You know, try and find that balance of, you know, like if you have like, let's say roast vegetables and then you might fry up some tempeh on the side, have a salad. And then if you want a little bit of ketchup or something on the side, go for it. You know, it's just finding that balance of not being so strict that it literally drives you insane. Yeah. So I think that's in it also because, again, that stress of trying to create that whole food plant based meal a hundred percent you know being super strict about it is gonna cause you more damage so you, yeah. this is something that you talk to me about all the time Is like the amount of stress that this is causing you is it worth worth it mm. but if you try your best every single day and every single meal that's all you can do yeah yeah
0: absolutely okay that's it that's all i got marcia
1: cool yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right guys look um thank you for tuning in to this episode um, and you know, as always, we'd love to get your your feedback and thoughts um over at the show notes, which we'll link to uh in this episode
1: yes, and if we'd love to hear your experience with this actually and see when you transitioned to a vegan diet, how you started off you know what you noticed was a change of what you were disappointed with that didn't change, and what were you eating before and what you ate after, if you're currently eat consuming meat, dairy, or eggs um you know how do you view the the vegan movement and and what the vegan movement is about what's your perception about it as well yeah actually that'll
0: be really interesting to see a non-vegan's perception of the vegan movement on health
1: yeah so either leave it in the show notes or share it we'll be sharing this um podcast episode on our social media platform so you can comment in there as well sounds good But um, yeah, we'll chat to you next time with a completely different topic, which we don't know about yet. (laughs) All right.
0: Thanks, guys. Thanks.
1: Have a good week. Bye. Bye.
0: So there it is, guys. Being vegan doesn't automatically make you healthy. But a whole food, plant-based diet will, though. And if you took anything away from this conversation, it's about shifting the narrative away from New unhealthy products being that celebration, and we need to put the effort into eating delicious healthy plants. It's the balance between compassion for others and compassion for yourself. we link to quite a few articles in this episode which you can find over at the show notes. The minimalistvegan.com slash zero one three. That's theminimalistvegan.com slash zero one three. Also, if you're enjoying our podcast, can we ask that you please leave an honest review on iTunes. To my understanding, it helps other people discover our show and decide if it's right for them. Just hover to your podcast app on your phone and tap write a review. You can also do this on a desktop. Anyway, thank you for tuning in this week. We really appreciate your time. Here's to living with less stuff and more compassion. Peace.